Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. All right, we're doing it. It's Judgment Day for the Pac-12, according to most reporters. Uh, what does that mean for the Big 12, the Big 10, conference realignment, college sports as we know it? There is a whole lot that is up in the air. We'll get to the latest right now. As the YouTube stream starts right there. Uh, Josh Neighbors, I am the host of the Neighborhood Watch here on Crystal Ball College Football. We are part of the 365 Sports Network. Uh, you guys can find us wherever you get your podcast. Obviously, if you are watching here, you're watching on YouTube. I will have this episode posted later, but I wanted to go live because uh, everything's changing so fast. And so with that happening, I'm in scheduled ahead of time, but uh, everything happening, uh, you know, you feel like you kind of have to get out there and want to put stuff out there and, and talk about it in the moment. You all can leave your comments as well. I will get to those as the show goes along. Uh, but obviously, we have to talk about you know what's happening right now with the Pac-12 and the Big 12, and Arizona, and Utah, and Arizona State. And there's a lot of different places. I've kind of been pretty consistent. Like, I get my news from the college ball sources, you know, the, the few of them I really do trust. Uh, you know, I really do trust, obviously, Pete Thamel on this. I really do trust Ross Dellinger on this. Dan Wetzel, I trust on this. Brett McMurphy has been accurate. You know, you've had a lot of people across the board who have reported a lot, uh, the national folks who have been incredibly, incredibly accurate. Um on this. And that's why I've always followed their lead. You know, people put stuff in my comments about other YouTube shows uh, or, you know, other people on Twitter and whatnot. Guys, you know, I'd rather be right than than be first. Uh, being first has its value, but being right is ultimately what matters and what we should be judged on as people kind of in the media. And so uh, I care about the, the folks who I know are getting it right, who have serious editors, who have, you know, uh, really good sourcing. And uh, people like Dan Wetzel, especially as of late, are some are you know folks who've been getting that right? So Dan Wetzel is where we go first on this. He had a tweet thread 44 minutes ago, and that is at 10:23 uh, a.m. Central Time. He says a few conference realignment updates. All eyes remain on what the University of Arizona decides uh, to go Big 12 or stay in the Pac-12. There is still some belief that the nine remaining Pac-12 schools could decide to stay together and agree to a new media deal. We'll see. If so, it could then add SDSU, maybe others, and everything stops. So uh, Dan is still putting it out there. That is an option for these schools to remain together. It is still possible for them to remain together. Uh, I feel like it's it's possible. It's all possible, but unlikely, right? The Colorado steam, it was straight, full steam ahead. Um I would say that even though a meeting is scheduled this afternoon, it feels like we're trending a certain direction with the Arizona schools. Um, I still think there's a chance that Pac-12 schools could remain together because Arizona and Arizona State, in my opinion, have been more steadfast than they've needed to when it comes to their commitment to the Pac-12 and at least trying to see a deal through. Uh, Colorado was not wavering, but they were pretty, you know, I think upfront about, look, we want to be here, but also we'll do what's best at the university. Michael Crow and ASU have been pretty firm about wanting to be together, or, you know, wanting to be with the Pac-12. And Arizona's leadership, it seems like, has been a bit more amenable 
to the new Big 12, but they're going to go together. You know, the board controls them together, and I feel like they're going to go, uh, you know, together. And I feel like that's just kind of the way it's been. Now, Utah is a, is a separate thing, but I feel like once, you know, the Big 12 can snag both Arizona schools, you're probably on your way to snagging a Utah as well. So, so that in mind, also send your all's questions. I'll get to them later on in the show here. Uh, so also from Dan, Big Ten hesitant about offering expansion bids to Oregon and Washington, perhaps Cal and Stanford, unless the Pac-12 further deteriorates. If P-12 sticks together, Big Ten is likely to stay at 16 and wait. Look, the, you know, the idea that they don't want to be responsible is a, I, I guess it's a real one, but it's a ridiculous one. Who took the schools first? And look, I'm not going to blame them. It's, it's, if it's good value for them, it's good value for them. This is a business. I get it. I understand why they did it. it sucks. We don't like the way everything's changing so much, but it sucks. Uh, but it's, that's the reality of the situation that we're in currently. And so, you know, they made that first call. The Big 12 was taking one school. Uh, I feel like if they take three more, you know, the Pac-12 can say, well, we're just taking, or the Big Ten rather, can say, well, we're just taking the remnants. Look, you all were the ones who drew first blood in the Big Ten, Pac-12, Pac-12 future side of things, all right? So I'm not really sure how you're looking to put the blame somewhere else. It just feels superficial. It feels insincere. And it feels like us as a college football, college sports fan, and also as somebody who's in media and someone who covers a sport, it's just hard to, to, to take that seriously. That doesn't really matter. Those sentiments don't really matter here, do they? If Big Ten does decide to expand and offer membership, it will be at a cut rate for some multi-year period, maybe 50, 60% of the media rights revenue that will range between 50 and $65 million annually. Still equal or better than most options for Oregon at all. Next 24 hours will determine a lot. That is also something that we saw uh, from uh, from John Wilner, who said the next 24 to 36 hours will also determine a lot. I think there is no way, shape, or form that that cannot, like that, that's, it's happening now. We've talked about this over and over and over again, and we've said, how much longer can you wait? The, the time is now. A decision is being made now, and it feels like it's going to be one way or the other, but they do need to make a decision. Arizona schools, I think Utah is waiting to see how this breaks. Utah wants to remain in the Pac-12, and guys, their most successful sport, the sport that drives the bus, as we've been saying, is football. Utah has been incredibly good at football in the Pac-12. Um, they have, you know, people are saying Utah needs to make the jump. I see somebody says Utah needs to get over themselves. Why would you leave a power con? Like you were not a power conference school. Why would you leave a power conference where you've gone in and beaten a couple of the big dogs multiple times if you did not have to leave? I get it. Like you might say, well, the money, whatnot. Yeah, but like if the goal is to win games and have success, they're doing that. Um, and, you know, whether Utah can compete at the highest level, right? I, I know they've lost both of the Rose Bowl games they've been to, and we'll see in the expanded CFP if they make it. And if they make it, what they look like, probably the same as the rest of the schools do. They try to punch above their weight class, some nice moments, but mostly one-way traffic, right? There are moments like TCU and Michigan, obviously, that do occur. But for the most part, it's kind of, you know, it, we knows how those games go. But if you're Utah, I mean, how do we not get it? Now, look, I know we don't enjoy how maybe some Utah fans and also Utah uh, administration have been speaking about the Pac-12, I think, or Big 12, rather. I think some folks would describe it as dismissive at uh, the kindest and outright rude at kind of a meaner level. Right. But I think to me, it's just business. I understand why. Like if they've been saying rude stuff and they join the league, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be upset. I'll be happy Utah's in the league. It's a great football school. Their basketball could be better, but it's a great football school right now. They've got one of the best 
10 to 15 coaches in the entire country right now in Kyle Whittingham. It's a strong program. It's really uh, peaking, if you will, to use kind of an athletic term, like they're peaking right now. I think that is, uh, you know, a great time to get a program. And it's not like you're going to be paying extra for them. You're going to be paying kind of the same price. It doesn't sound like it's going to cost the schools anything extra right now. At least that's what it sounds like. We know Colorado got the join for the 31.7, right? So uh, will, you know, I think these schools would probably be joining around the same price. If it's a little bit shorter, you know, because it's more schools, it's not going to be too substantial in my opinion. But for Utah, you get it. For Arizona and Arizona State, their commitment to, to staying it has been, I guess I understand it from the level of like, this is the conference that you've been in, so you want to stay here, right? And I understand it makes sense, but you all are, Arizona State's in obscurity right now. Their football program is trying to bounce back, uh, Kenny Dillingham at the helm. And a lot of people think Arizona State should be good at football and they're not. And then you've got in the other direction, you've got Arizona, who is a basketball power right now. But also, uh, and they really do care about their bat. They love their basketball. But their football, they're trying to make a resurgence under Jed Fish. And it feels like they're doing a lot of the right things to do so. So when your schools are like that, like you're trying to build some momentum. And I know you want to be in the same conference to do so. But risk is not what you need when trying to build momentum, right? When you're trying to stack, you know, anything building a program, right? You're trying to stack a good class, the good class. Trying to stack, you know. You're trying to build. It's like anything. You're trying to build. And, you know, we see all these guys. There's a lot of guys in college sports and college sports in particular who are good program builders, right? You know, can Lance Leipold win a championship? I don't know. Like, you know, a Big 12 championship? I don't know. But I know if I need my program built to a certain level, that's the kind of guy I want to build my program. Uh, you know, I think coaches, you know, um, Dave Clawson looks like a guy who could build a program. You know, guys like that. Um, and, I'm, you know, you often throw out other program building coaches if, if you'd like to. So, you know, when you're trying to build up like the way Arizona is right now, you're trying to build up like the way Arizona state is right now, security is what you need. And I'm not saying the big 12 is the most secure place to be in the world, but what are your options? Your options are big 12 and they are pac 12. And, uh, you know, I think it's pretty safe to say the big 12 in terms of finances is more safe. Cause you know what the figure is, you know, you don't have Messi. Like I know Apple TV subscriptions are really rolling and it's great for them. And he scored two more goals last night, but you're going to depend on subscriptions. Also, you just came from subscription-based service and it was hard to get the, um, you know, it's hard to get into a place, uh, you know, where, where it's, it's satisfying the number of subscriptions, and whatnot, and do it consistently. And also think folks too, like they're just coming from a bad situation. So do you want to go back to another, you know, just streaming kind of area? I know that's where things are headed, but and you might be in this position in the future, but just because you were in a good spot and you beat people to streaming, does that mean the next deal is going to be great? Like if the on-field results aren't good and the subscription numbers aren't good, just because stuff is heading towards streaming, does that make your product more valuable? Like you actually have to, just because the, just because the sports are heading to streaming platforms doesn't mean it's, it's automatically going to be a win for you. Like, yeah, you've got the relationship and yeah, you've been there before, but if Apple TV is like, yeah, we've enjoyed having college football, but we, if we want a big dog, we're going to go and get the SEC or part of the SEC or part of the Big Ten, right? Or, you know, maybe some ACC action because we want Clemson and Miami and FSU. Like, that's what you do after you try out the Pac-12. You're like, this, this was good for us. It's a good experience. You know, you might want to re-up with them, but I don't think you're like, you know what? Uh, yeah, let's, let's, you know, up, up the ante here some. I don't think that's how this is going to go. The Big 12 is in a more solid television spot 
for sure. So that's why I'm surprised Arizona and Arizona State. Now it's two schools moving together and moving takes a risk, but I'm very confused on that front while it's, uh, you know, taken uh, as, you know, as long as it has to kind of come around. And uh, I have to read this from Brandon Marcello uh, a couple minutes ago, 24 seven sports. He had a really good tweet, really interesting tweet sources. Tenor changed uh, for Arizona state on Wednesday in a matter of four hours. ASU prez, Michael Crow was content with the PAC 12 Apple deal by 2 PM talk changed on a board meeting. Uh, it was discussed for Thursday. The undercurrent steering ships board wants Arizona and ASU to stick together. And I think they, I mean, I think it's good. I think you should want to package those two things together. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. The issue becomes if you're Arizona, like, man, like if you all can't see the light, we have to make the choice that's best for us. We can't just hang around because you all want to hang around. And, you know, like, all right, you know, I guess if you go down, I'm going down too to use the Kelsey Ballerini line. I guess, you know, is, is that the way you want to play it? I know you have a tie. I know you're, you're two, the two big universities in the state. And I know we know it's, whether it's uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, like you want to stay together. But sometimes choices have to be made. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are in different conferences. Texas, Texas Tech are in different conferences. A&M and Texas were in different conferences for a long period of time. You're seeing my drift here. Uh, you know, these public institutions, like they do have to go different ways sometimes if it is what is best for the institution. And for Arizona, especially like, you know, people are going to love your football or your basketball. Rather, you can join the best basketball league in America. And also, you know what you're getting solid money wise and you can continue to try and build football because their football has not been good. Right. And so for the, the big 12, you know, this is a lot about killing the pack 12, you know, obviously, because it's a competitor. And I'll talk about my, my Brett Yormark comments here in a second. And I, I have seen some, some steam on the ACC pack 12 merger, uh, but nothing that's like considerable or serious. It sounds like Klyavkov is reaching out to anybody he can to talk to anybody right now. And he should be because they are considered pretty desperate right now. So we saw that from Brandon Marcello. And then Pete Thamel had a tweet 28 minutes ago, 1051 central standard time sources. The big tens presidents met early Thursday morning and authorized commissioner uh, Tony Petiti to explore expansion and bring them back more information. I love that. Bring them back more information on Oregon and Washington as potential big 10 members. No offers were made. A deal is uncertain. There is political. There is a political thicket with the potential additions because the moves don't offer the current Big Ten schools any additional money. USC doesn't have a vote, but they've been vocal in the past about not wanting other West Coast. Yo, hey, uh, we're done taking cues from USC. Uh, you know, two birds right there for them if you're a conference. My God, I mean, and good for them for being the most self-interested group out there. But like. This is where the other schools to be like, uh, we're not going to let you drive the bus on this. Also, too, if they really want to corner the, the L.A. market or adding Oregon's pretty good. Uh, Jeff Schwartz always says, dude, there's a ton of Oregon and Washington fans down here. Uh, you know, the, the USC and UCLA, like their fan bases aren't as big as it makes it seem. And they're good brands are Los Angeles and USC had a ton of success, but they're not quite the brands, uh, you know, quite, I guess, the fan draws and whatnot. And we see you know, the stadiums aren't always full. Uh, he said also Oregon and Washington would have to come to terms with not getting a full share, which isn't a slam dunk for them. There's potential, uh, but significant roadblocks. All right. So what are Oregon and Washington going to do if they don't go to the big 10? Like, let's be honest. You want to compete still. 
And at least the good deal for them in the, in the, if Oregon and Washington go to the big 10 is look, you're better than a lot of schools that are there already. You're going to be making a pretty healthy chunk of change. And also you're eventually going to become a full member. So that gap, while there will be one still, it's not going to grow too wide. And the thing is like, whatever Oregon's gap is to Purdue, to Maryland, to Indiana, they can make up. Now the one to, um, they're not going to see people. They're not going to the big 12. They're not there. That's just not going to happen at this point in time. I mean, like it, I guess never say never, but man, it just, I don't see it. There's no steam behind that. And also, once again, you all know me, I like to go off the reporting. There is no steam behind that. They'd also be looking to get out pretty soon. I don't think the big 12 should be wanting to add members that will look to make an exit. It's not really a good way to strengthen yourself is adding a member like that. The big 10 is in a spot where they should just wait to see what happens because if they stay together, they're fine at 16. If they go away, it's like, look, there are, there are realistically, but Elliot said this the other day on cover three, there are like 20, 18 schools that can contend for a national championship. And if you're talking about one of those schools, Oregon's one of them. If you're talking about a school outside of that 18, that would, that still has good TV numbers and has a big market, Washington is one of them. And so if you can get them for a discount together, why would you not do it? It makes a lot of sense to me. Um, that just, it makes too much sense not to, and you can get them at a pretty heavy discount. So the big 10 thing makes a lot of sense. Also too, I'm not sure what the appetite is for this, but there is a way, if you're so concerned about travel and whatnot, like football, if you want to keep some regionality in it, why not make UCLA and, you know, if you add Stanford and Cal too, like at the bare minimum, if you add, uh, Oregon and Washington, you should play all three West coast schools every single year as part of your conference schedule. If you add Stanford and Cal, why not just play all five? or at least make it five, four, you can rotate whatever you want to do. But like, I think it should be, a, and also keep sending y'all's questions and I'll answer those at the end of the show here. Uh, and we'll go as however long you all want it to go. But I think there's a way that if you, you know, it's almost like there's two conferences, right? We talk about like, it's the West coast office. It would be very much like there are two offices, right? The West coast office kind of hangs out and they play half their games out there. And then, you know, half your schedule could be the, the schools on the other side of the country. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's definitely something that's in play at this point in time. But I think you go Oregon, Washington first, and then you kind of have the conversation about Stanford and Cal. Uh, and I'm, I, I wouldn't pay the same amount for Stanford and Cal that I would pay for Oregon and Washington. I, I just would like, I think that's a, I think Stanford and Cal are a different conversation. Uh, it's like, hey, how much can, how much would you take? And do you want to join? Uh, you know, it's like, you know, do, do you are, are, well, I guess the first question would be, are you serious about college athletics? Because uh, I think there's some things that say yes, and there's some things that say no. So I think there's a couple points on that. But I want to get to my Brett, Brett your mark point now. Uh, so through all of this, and once again, things are still unclear about, about all of this. But Brett, your mark is an amazing test case for what college sports is like right now and also what it's going to be like. And I'll tell you all what I mean here in one second. Uh, but if you all are here right now and you all have not subscribed to Crystal Ball College Football, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're on the way to 12K subs. We're trying to get there before the beginning of football season. So please help us. Neighborhood Watch is the name of the podcast. You guys can find it wherever you get your podcast. At NWPod365 and at Josh Neighbors underscore on Twitter slash X, whatever we're going to call it now. So Brett Yormark. And I know there's like a lot of ass kissing and whatnot. And here's the thing, guys. Like I cover the Big 12. Uh, I think Brett Yormark's done an amazing job. And, and, you know, a lot of people, once again, big 12 country that kisses ass. Uh, and I do a little bit of that too, but he is so perfect because if you're like, pick a big 12 commissioner 
five years ago, maybe even four, or even, you know, even sooner than that, this was not the guy you would have picked. East Coast-based, Big Ten educated, Indiana Business School, uh, NBA fan, uh, guy who worked for NASCAR, which is NASCAR. I, like, I love NASCAR. Uh, you know, there's overlap, I guess, there too. Rock Nation, right? Um, not a college football fan, by the way, that I can tell. And very much like, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of you watch Succession. I watch it. Uh, you know, almost like Tim Cook, Kendall Roy from the show type presentation the other day. He was doing the, um, the no podium, walking back and forth, saying things like the Big 12 was going to live at the, cult, at the intersection of culture and sports, and they're going to have a halftime show, and they're going to do Big 12 Mexico. And he's like, I love that ad we just played. Let's play it again. And there is a corporate, I'm going to say it, a corporate insincerity or kind of uh, blaseness that you could say Brett Yormark possesses, you know, when, when, he, when he's talking. But he has surrounded himself with a great team. He's got a football guy. You can tell he loves basketball. And whether his evaluation about basketball is true or not, but here's the thing. Wherever the NCAA tournament goes and whether it gets taken over by somebody else, it's not the NCAA, or the conferences, whatever, he's very invested on the Big 12 having a big say in what happens there. Because obviously – uh, what's on TV on all the major networks from November until all the way until March and April, the NCAA tournament. What is hands down the best postseason of any sport? And like, this is not debated. We talk about, you know, NCAA tournament, we do brackets of things, whatever. If you talk to people in sports media, and I think fans feel the same way, the best postseason in all of sports period, and especially college sports is by far, by far the NCAA tournament. It's loved. It is watched. It, draw, it makes a lot of money. Um, it's still significant revenue enough to, to be considered. And so the Big 12 is going to be a factor in that. And I think Brett Yormark is very smart in being like, we have a chance to create this basketball package of Arizona, of uh, of Kansas, of K-State, of Baylor. I know I got, uh, killed for not putting Texas Tech in there for Houston. Big Mondays and Saturday nights are going to be just, you can just do banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. And they offer that and they could offer that up. And, and I think basketball obviously, um, you know, is huge. Uh, disagree. There's too many teams, a tournament. Yeah. Well, I, look, I don't want 96 teams. That's what somebody said. I don't want 96 teams, a tournament. I mean, I, I don't believe in that, but like, you know, I watch Belmont whenever they take on whoever, you know, Murray state in the, uh, in the play-in game. And so Brett Yormark has a valuation of that. Is he right? I don't know yet. We don't know. Is Bill, Big 12 Mexico a good idea? We don't know yet. But he came into the league, and he's not a college sports guy. He made a very concerted effort to get to know these leagues, get to know the leadership in the league. I think still maintained a little bit of his, uh, of his business, back, a lot of his business background. And this working relationship between him and the classic college sports folks that are in the athletic departments it is working. It is paying dividends. The results are great right now for the Big 12 in terms of what's happening. So they have to be happy with, with this. They got a TV deal done. And they say Brett Yormark knows everybody. He's very, he's very much out there in public. They took care of Oklahoma and Texas. They got that number uh, to whatever. They got to pay out and they got it out of, out of the way. They've picked off Colorado and they're in position to pick off other schools as well and add in other ways. They're going to be creative. It, guys, it's because he knows what this league is and what it's not. The Big 12 plays college sports. 
The Big 12 is a college football league. It's a college basketball league. Maybe the best college basketball league. But what it is not is the Big 10. It's not the SEC. It does not have those brands. And Brett Yormark looked at this not as like a fan, not as a classic college sports guy, but as a progressive businessman who is thinking, okay, what's the product? What's the landscape? And what, what does this conference need to do to secure its future? It, it does not need to try to find the most money. It needs to find a solid deal with good visibility. What does it also have to do? It needs to put pressure on adding more schools from a competitor. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to crush a competitor right now. He, that's what he's trying to do. The, the Pac-12 is a Big 12 competitor. Now Colorado, too. They've got Colorado. They've got BYU. They are going to begin to offer games in later time slots. All right? That's what they're going to do. Uh, that's what they want to do. That's kind of a, an, an aim of all of this, right? You are now offering games. And what does the Big 12 serve as, guys? No, it's maybe not the main entree some weeks, most weeks, right? In a week like conference championship week, the Big 12 was the main course. I know it was at noon, but it was college game day. It was the most watched uh, championship game. And it, I think it was most watched. Uh, and its peak was great. It was a compelling game. It can be the main course some evenings or some days, right? But what the Big 10 does serve to do is it can, uh, Big 12 rather, it puts games in all these time slots. The Big 12 can put a game at 11 a.m., at 3 o'clock, at 3.30, 5.30, 6.30, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, whenever you want to, the Big 12 can help you fill out a TV schedule. And that is awesome to see. The Big 12 is not number two in football, Dave Irwin. I'm sorry for saying that. So that is why it's so smart for them to do this. Uh, that's why he's been kind of this great hire. All right, that is why it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I, I think that's why like, all of his moves just make so much sense. It's logical. He's looking at this thing as a product, not some altruistic member of, of college athletics, which I think is far too often the problem. Far too often the problem. Uh, once again, guys, subscribe, leave your questions as well. I will hit those up and we'll go through those here in a few minutes. Uh, I want to share a few thoughts on Florida State really fast. Guys, girls, friends, Florida State cannot just leave the conference. They have to owe $120 million. And also, they'd have to get out of the grant of rights, which once again, I have heard from everybody involved, it's ironclad. Um, if they wanted to go to the Big Ten where the most money is, they can't just go. ESPN has no incentive to let Florida State go when they've got them on the books until, guys, it's not some short-term contract. It's not even like Texas and OU's. They have... What Texas and OU had left on their on their grant of rights when they left, plus a decade. They have 13 years left. If they could have left, they would have done it already. They've got a great understanding of that document. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be in the, in the uh, ACC until 2036, but my God, man, they can't just get... ESPN, Mickey Mouse, Disney is a large company, a powerful company. ESPN is the worldwide leader in sports. They are not going to let a brand like Florida State go which they have on a great contract anyway and they wouldn't let them go to the sec either why would you let them go to the sec help dissolve the acc and pay more for florida state in the process that makes no sense why would you let them walk to the big 10 either uh where you don't have them on television and nobody has explained to me yet how they can get out of it you can't just pay your way out of this you can pay the the 120 million sure but guess what you still have to get out of the grant of rights which you can't just up and leave there's the conference, uh, there's the conference, which is the 120 million. And there's the GOR, which is you and the TV companies. 
and they own your rights. So you might not be a part of the ACC, but gosh darn it, ESPN's got your rights and who else are you going to play at that point? So, you know, you can't just go to the Big Ten. That's not just, that's not just possible at this point. All right, let's take some questions here as we go through this. Uh, Scott says, hey, Josh, how much do you think that being the best basketball conference will save the sport from becoming a Super 2? Uh, in football, it will be, but I, I think there's a certain idea to this. And actually the guys on, on cover three were kicking this around. Like the fact that football and basketball make money. So is the big 12 going to be like the big East and just be like, yeah, Hey, we're here for basketball season. It's hard to make that argument, especially when like, you know, Xavier doesn't have a football team. You know, UConn barely has a football team. Marquette doesn't have a football team. DePaul, St. John's, you all get the picture here. A lot of those schools do not, you know, I think Georgetown's got division, uh, division F FCS. Right. Um, so it, it keeps you part of the major sports conversation because football and basketball, are the two sports that drive the bus. So I think it keeps you in that conversation. Right. I think it keeps you there. And also you, you're gonna have enough school. If you have like 16 or 18 schools and all like relatively recognized brands, like I, it's just hard to imagine a world where it's like, yeah, TCU can't play in the super two. Like really TCU just went to the, a championship game. Like they're just going to keep them out. I did see Peter Burns' idea about relegation and promotion. I am for that. I think it's just a matter of how you do it. Um, but also, who would agree to who would agree to relegation and promotion? Because you're talking about like, okay, you get this much money in this big conference, right? Um, okay, if there's like 40 teams in the top tier, right? And you get relegated. Like, who is going to be like, okay, I don't want to leave myself susceptible to the chance to go and get less money. Who's going to put themselves in a lower league first? Like, it's going to take some, some choosing to make that happen. And maybe it's the way it's going to have to go. But like, are we going to live in a world where it's like Vanderbilt's in the top league because they're just there before, right? Like if those two leagues come together, the SEC and the big, big 10, are they going to be able to kick people out? I don't think they can just, they can just do that. Uh, so I think basketball is going to help keep them relevant. I think it's important, but obviously football drives the bus. So like, I, you know, if a football budget or a school's budget from athletics is 80% revenue is from football and 20%, is from basketball. I almost think that pie chart is a good way to look at it. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely it's a, it's a big plus, but also it's football at the end of the day. And, you know, we've seen conferences just do kind of the football only thing uh, as well. All right. One of these four questions, this is a question. Another one from Steve. Will the big 12 be able to get an OTA uh, Fox? Let's see over the big 10 and SEC uh, OTA. Uh, let me know what that is. Steve I actually don't know exactly what OTA is. Um, let's see, going through these. Dun, dun, dun. Once again, guys, if you have not subscribed already, please do so today. Let me do some of these questions. All right, Tom Dean asks, ACC, 25 million media, uh, media 13 years, 325 million, adds 120 on the exit. Got a billionaire to pay that. Yeah, and here's the thing too, like I don't, I don't think they can just pay their way out of it. I really don't believe they're going to be able to pay their way out of it because Florida State for them is going to be a, I mean, here's the thing like Florida state is worth more money than they're getting from ESPN. Right. So ESPN would have to be like, yeah, um, like we're not just going to let you walk. I mean, maybe there's a number figure in there somewhere, but like, you just gonna let them walk and go to a competitor when they could, they could make you more money as an asset and you don't have to let them walk. Maybe, I mean, down, you know, and maybe you go half and half, right. All right. Well, we'll let you out in seven years, right. At a certain price, but we're going to milk you for what it's worth at the, at the point. I don't know. I mean, I, Half a bill. If we're approaching half a billion dollars, people, that is ridiculous. And I know they pay it out over time, whatever. I just, it just seems hard to me. They're going to scrounge up that much money uh, off the bat. I know colleges do it all the time, but like, oh my God. I know they bought private jets, whatever, yesterday, but 
there's a whole lot of posturing that I didn't feel like was was helping Florida State out a whole lot. Uh, let's see. Uh, over the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I don't know. Um, thank you. Yeah, there's so many acronyms. ABC, CBS, NBC, OTA, linear streaming, cable, all the terms. Thank you. Yeah, over the air. Uh, it's, it's also a good question on that. Um, all right, so if you guys ask me for a final prediction on this, I think Arizona and Arizona State leave. I, th I think, once again, when you are two, two schools where your top sports programs are Arizona football, Arizona basketball, Arizona State football, Arizona State basketball, considering where those programs are in the current space, where they want to go, I don't think risking it on potential subscriptions, you know, millions of dollars on potential subscriptions is smart. Because, guys, what is that in reality? That is support staff. That is facilities. That is student-athlete experiences. That is recruiting. It's all of those things, guys. All of those things. And you're going to leave that up to chance? I don't think that's smart. I don't think that's smart. I think you should take the amount of money that you know you can get. That's, that's my idea on this. And look, I, you know, I've, my opinion on what's going to happen has changed. because. And here's the thing, guys. People said they know and they've been reporting. Nobody actually knows. There are a lot of people reporting on this right now. It does not feel like at this time that a final, final decision has been all the way made. Now, Washington has scheduled a special board meeting tonight, too. You know, so I think all of this stuff right now, uh, you know, is, is trending in a direction where the Big 12 is going to get these Arizona schools, right? Because now we're just getting news that Washington scheduled a board meeting. Um, but, you know, I, and I think that kind of means that there's some inside information. But the worm is turning, but nobody is coming. You know, last time, guys, Brett said there's a 98% chance. It's heading towards that direction. Can things change? Yeah, they always do. But I feel like that meeting for the Arizona schools was called today knowing which result they're going to head to, right? That feels like that's why you do it. Like Colorado wouldn't call in a meeting to be like, all right, let's hash it out in public. <laughs> like, how bad is that? That's terrible if you're like, all right, let's do this in public. Like, it reminds me of the uh, San Diego State Pac-12 thing. Just a weird, bizarre thing to have happen and open in public, you know, just to send those letters. Like, back channel that thing, man. Make sure that corning, uh, hello, Alan, good morning. But like have that, have that conversation occur, you know, just naturally. Somebody says Pitt would be more of a natural fit in the Mac than the, uh, look, I, I would love, I would love, love, love to see uh, Pitt in the big 12. I don't think that we get them. I think it'd be a tough, tough thing to swing. Um, I would love to see Pitt in the big 12 though, just to give West Virginia a partner, and I know a lot of folks have been saying this too, like, hey, you know, West Virginia doesn't really belong. I also, I would love to see West Virginia back in the ACC because that is where they belong. But they are a member, and we love them. I know West Virginia fans don't love me, but uh, we do love you all. Um, let's see. Oregon does not want the Big 12. No reason to be relegated to the mid card. Well, I mean, if there's an, they've been trying to stay in the Pac-12 so far. Uh, but going to the Big 10, it's the big time. Yeah, it, it is the big time. You know, that's, that's fine. But I'd remind you that the Big Ten champion was beaten last year by, uh, by TCU. So if we want to play that game about – and look, like, you all know this. I love the Big 12. I'm under no illusion what the conference is and is not. The Big Ten is Michigan, Michigan State, uh, you know, uh, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin. Those are the big brands, right? That's why they're held up. They only got one national title, though, in the last, what, 20-some years? Right, Ohio State has that one. Michigan, while they're beating Ohio State right now, they're getting over that. They're getting that monkey off their back. Still not good enough. They got flattened by Georgia, and they never led against TCU. So we do have to, we do have to, um, to you know, consider that. That the Big Ten, it's a big time, yeah, money wise for sure. Yes, 
but it doesn't guarantee it. I doubt UO and UW are worth the 60 to 80 million it would take to add them to the big contract. It does not sound like it's going to be that much though. I don't think that's the, that's the thing is think about it like this. If, if the big 10 waits for this, the, the uh, PAC 12 to collapse, you're going to get a discount on those schools because they're desperate. Right. So like, and I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to get $30 million, maybe a $32 million, $35 million in the PAC 12, I'd rather take $35 million in the big 10. I don't have to take $30 million in the big 10. I'd, I'd rather be in the big 10 and be set up for the future. It's not just about right now. Like any way you split it, the big 10 is a better spot. So they, that's why the big 10's uh, waiting is that they, once the, the PAC 12, if it does dissipate, you can just come in and say, all right, we're going to Washington. How low will you go? Because, uh, our TV partners are saying this, but the good news is you get to be here and be around for when the next TV contract comes up. It's kind of the, the upshot on that. Uh, Tom Dean asks, Josh, do you think the big 12 and the four packed, uh, four packed to get to 16, the 12 years from now, the ACC add four gets 20. Don't know who the ACC would add. And I don't, I'm not sure they add any television value. Um, I don't think the ACC, the ACC has to figure something out, right? Like they are, they're not on the clock, but what's stopping those schools, Clemson, uh, Miami, um, Florida State, uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Duke, Carolina, like when the contract gets near, you know, like start saving up now when the contract gets close to, to opening up, just paying whatever sum they need to, to get out of everything. Like that is, you know, that's kind of the part of this that I think folks aren't really, aren't really focusing on is that like the ACC needs to figure out what they're going to do. Cause no matter what they're up against the clock. Right. And I know college football and college sports are changing, but they're up against the clock, not in a short period of time, long-term, but like, wouldn't you just leave once you had the first chance to be those schools? If the gap is that big and you know, I, I'm curious to see if they can even what the gap looks like at that point in time. But if the gap is big and continues to be big, why wouldn't you just find a way to get out, you know, whenever you could and try to get on equal footing. It's kind of, the, that's kind of the, the calculus, excuse me, yawning for these schools is uh, long day folks up at five o'clock is wearing me out. Uh, but I don't know why they'd add more schools. I don't know if that like keeps the schools they need there, um, you know, in, in positions right now. Tom asks again, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, each of 50% of the big 10. Yeah. I think it's kind of where they were also. I would not pay. I mean, do you need to pay Stanford and Cal that much? Like how much would they actually take so they can, they can get out of there. All right. Uh, let's get final questions in here. Uh, the roadblock is making it work for the media partners. So who's going to fund that deal? CBS and NBC already have what they want. So that leaves Fox. Yeah. But if you're Fox, like getting, or I mean, also they could bring somebody else in too. I mean, if you're CBS, you can get Oregon and Washington games on for like a pretty big discount for the next six, seven years. Why wouldn't you take that? Now I'd, I'd be willing to pony up. Like if you can get more good quality games on your network involving those schools, why wouldn't you take it? The thing is we know those schools draw television eyes. I, I always read that, uh, the wheel of 24 Andy Staples article from, I think it was a year and a half now of the schools that add television eyes, add value, Washington and Oregon were on there. They do add value. People do watch the games. So especially if you're getting a, if you, they, if they add eyeballs and they're competing. For, and I think Washington could compete for a conference championship. Uh, if they continue to build the way they are. Uh, I think that Oregon could compete for a conference championship, right? I mean, I know it's going to change now, but like 
you know, this was a this is a conference where the entire and this is gonna be this way this year too. This is a conference where one entire half of the league just I mean, you like it's like, okay, Purdue, all right, Northwestern, you just show up and you take your lashing. The Big Ten East or the West, guys, the Big Ten West, since it's become the Big Ten West, has not won a conference, has not won a Big Ten title. Uh, I know that um, they did when it was leaders and legends, but like since they went to this switch, since 2015, maybe, whenever it was, they nobody on that side has won. So they can compete, they can win. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, on their best years, not every single year, but on their best years, they could. I think it's definitely possible. I mean, hell, Illinois was awesome last year. And I know they're on the other side of it, but you know, like, you know, Penn state and, and Washington feel like pretty, uh, relatively comparable programs, you know, uh, Oregon, right. And Penn state, and feel like relatively comparable programs. Um, somebody says no Pacific time zone school. Why not Oregon state? Perfect fit for our culture. Yeah. I just don't know that they do anything for the league. Like, what are you adding? Because the Arizona schools are partners that allow you to have later games. Um, Colorado obviously is, you know, it's a place that's been in the big 12 before. So it's kind of a natural partner helps add those late night games too. And like the tell Oregon state and Washington state have not been mentioned at all. There's a reason for that, right? They have not been mentioned in any legitimate reporting because it's just not being legitimately considered. Why would you consider those schools when people aren't watching them as much? And I'm not saying it's a knock against their fan bases or anything. Um, you know, they, they all have fans. It's just like, they're not seen as valuable by the TV partners. Uh, and, and look, they're not the premier school in their state. So, well, uh, Texas, the Texas schools aren't in their state yet, but there's a ton of Texas schools and they care about football a lot more, right? Like Washington state is not the premier school in Washington. Oregon state is not the premier school in Oregon. Colorado is the premier school in Colorado, Arizona, Arizona state. Are they two premier schools in Arizona, Utah, them and BYU are the big football schools that we talk about. And you might have them both. That's why that makes a lot of sense. What if Apple comes to the Big Ten to pay extra money for Oregon and Washington, Stanford, and Cal? Good on them, right? That's kind of the way you do this. Look, guys, ESPN realized this. This is what ESPN realized in my, and this is just my opinion. I don't have any inside knowledge in this. If ESPN wants late night inventory, they're going to get it, right? They're going to get, okay, so you add Oregon, or excuse me, you add, um, you add uh, the four corner schools. You can now play games later on in the day. So you're getting that. Now you're not getting as much content, but- You've got BYU, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado. You can play games later. You can begin to fill out a later time slot schedule. And guess what? You don't have to pay for 10 schools. You're only paying, you know, as, as opposed to having to sign a completely different TV contract for all the Pac-12. You can get your late night television fix with four schools and you're paying less than $100 million a year for them. You know, and, uh, and BYU is a little bit less. You get five schools out there. And those five schools, they're all playing uh, six, seven home games a year. So there you go. It's 30-some games. I, I'm going to assume most of those games are going to be at night, right, especially the Arizona schools they have to play. So you're going to get your Pac-12 after dark. And, hell, here's the thing is you can even start the, the Big 12 games late. You know, what's wrong with a 9 p.m. kickoff in Lubbock, Texas? I mean, hell for those people, but, like, it would be a rowdy-ass place. You know what I'm saying? 9 p.m. Central time kickoff, 10 p.m. Eastern. You can still do all of those things. You can push a couple of those games late back for those, those other schools. So – They've got the chance to really offer ESPN a lot. And you have to think about ESPN, like why would you go and pay for the whole conference? You don't have to. Same thing for Apple. Apple might not have to pay for all of them. What if they just say, oh, go in, we'll go in the Big Ten. We'll pay you a little bit for the additional games. We'll come in here and flip that bill for that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be involved with that. I think, it, I think it would be worth it for them. I would say mostly worth it, though, for, I guess, Stanford and Cal, too. You could throw it in there. But Oregon and Washington, yeah, for the additional games. 
Now, the thing is, the way it's explained to me is like because they draft the games is that it, it doesn't guarantee you that like, you get those schools' games. You know, you're just you're down the picking, you're down the line in terms of the picking order. Uh, you know, or at least I, I think it kind of depends on how much you're paying, right, for first pick and whatnot. So that would um. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if there are any questions here. What if Disney sells to Apple and Apple moves? I'm trying to think. Um, what if Disney sells to Apple and Apple moves SEC games to Apple TV to boost it? I mean, they could, but like that's. I don't. Is is, is Disney going to sell ESPN right now, or is Disney going to sell itself? I mean, they, these companies are always moving around. I guess we'll have to see. But that's almost too big of a question to really think about at this point in time. All right, folks. Any final questions? Last call. This is the Crystal Ball College Football Channel. I enjoyed hanging out with you all. I'll have this episode up too. I'm going to repost it to make sure it goes on our live feed. Thank you all. Please, please, please support this show. Every like helps. Like you all, it just helps so much. Uh, if you guys knew this, I was uh, I was locked on Big Twelve host. Obviously, I uh, had an unceremonious uh, parting of ways with them off some differences. Uh, you guys can just look up Josh Neighbors locked on Big Twelve. If you want to find out why. So now I'm here, and uh, it's a grind to build up an audience again. And um, you know, it's it's a grind, and it's build up financially too. So it really does help out. When you all, you know, you all can really support this by uh, subscribing to the channel, liking the videos. It just it helps the reach and everything. I really appreciate you guys for doing all of that. All right, that will do it for the show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at nwpod365. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Excuse me, find me on X. You guys can also find the show once again wherever you get your podcast, YouTube as well. All right, folks, I'm not going to say we'll talk to you tomorrow because I'll probably be talking to you all later today when we hear some more information. <laughs>